Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 96, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says healing from our past is not only about the sins we committed against God or others, but sins that were committed against us as well. Now, joining me on today's show is Vanessa Abernathy. Vanessa is a clinical psychologist and liberation theologian whose aim it is to transform systems that oppress people such that people might rise from surviving to thriving i love that she's also a third generation female preacher who is still in awe when afforded the chance to preach vanessa provides psychotherapy services to individuals to couples to families and children in her private practice Phoenix Rising Psychological Services. Now, specifically on today's show, Vanessa is going to share the importance of discernment. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to dive deep into the importance of accountability, as well as the benefits of retreat life and so much more. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. Oh, look, my, my pleasure. Um, I love to give our guests an opportunity to share what it was that um, inspired you to, to open your business. Obviously, you've got an incredible background in psychology. Was it something that you were always interested in as a child and therefore you continued your studies in? Or was it uh, various aspects? Someone in your family maybe was in this line of business. How did the entrepreneurial journey pan out for you? So uh, I kind of chuckled there a bit because part of the interest when I was in high school, everyone came to me with their concerns. I was one to be trusted. I didn't blab a lot. I talked a lot, but I, they were able. To, I was able to, able to hold things in confidence. Uh, then from there, I became a public school educator mm -hmm. because I really thought education was the key. It was something that was always uh, really preached in our community that you know, in order to make a difference and to have a different life, you really need to focus on your education. So mm -hmm. as an educator and then a youth pastor, I saw that there was still something missing. They were bright, they were in faith communities, mm -hmm. they were practicing some of the spiritual disciplines, but there were often interpersonal and intrapersonal issues that were hindering them. Mm -hmm. And so the missing piece was the psychological piece. Um, so I wanted to provide a holistic approach to health and wellness, and it coincided with my calling for ministry. So mm -hmm. the umbrella is overall God's healing, and one of the ways in which God does that 
in the earth is through uh, healing profession. Yeah, fantastic. And thank goodness because I know that when you just need to, to see and hear and observe, there are so many people struggling uh, for answers, you know, answers. Um, and, you know, it, it's all there and, and so glad that you're going to share those insights. Now, let's talk about the importance of discernment. Maybe before we do, would you, so that we're all on the same page, just define discernment. What is discernment? So discernment is really a matter of distinguishing between mm. um, when this has become, so we have our desires, right? And we have God's desires. And then we have some of those pullings and temptations that might be from uh, the evil one or dark that really aren't life giving. Mm. Uh, and then some that are just good ideas, but not really God ideas. And so the understanding, uh, one of the things that I learned early in seminary was about the St. Ignatian prayer mm -hmm. called the examine, E-X-A-M-E-N. -E mm -hmm. And it's just a practice, almost a daily practice for 30 days where you examine your day. When did I feel most alive today, mm -hmm. most loved, most loving? And then when did I feel less loved and less loving and as if the life was being sucked out of me? Mm -hmm. And the idea is to move towards what brings you more life and more love mm. and more purpose. Uh, one of the books that I have referenced here, and I, I think I, sh I um, said a little bit about it in our early communication, there's a short book. It's very powerful, but very short. It looks like a children's book, mm -hmm. and it's called Sleeping with Bread, Holding What Gives You Life by Dennis and Sheila Fabricant-Lynn. And this practice has challenged me to be able to sit still check in with myself and notice mm -hmm. the directions in which God has led me to what matters most and helps to fulfill my life's purpose mm. so that we start to understand that not all callings are a horrible price to, you know, cross to bear. Mm -hmm. It's really what is already in us, very particular to our, our personalities, our, our strengths, our talents. Um, so it's yeah. so much not reinventing the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And how often do we, because of the things that we have on our to-do list and busyness and clutter, if you will, never really take time to be still and think about that. We're rushing from one process to the other, one project to the other. So was that something that you noticed you needed to set some real intentions around or were you kind of the, the person that would do that anyway? The reason I ask that is for many of us who are entrepreneurs, we've got ambitions, you know, we've got, and the healthy ambition, obviously, we've got um, dreams and visions that we know we want to bring brilled kingdom businesses. And often slowing down and doing that can be quite foreign to us. Quite foreign and, and countercultural when it comes mm. to being an entrepreneur. I have friends that I joke, uh, if I see them on line or on social media at a certain hour, I said, oh, they're keeping entrepreneur hours. <laughs> because for us, <laughs> the day could easily go beyond nine to five. Mm. And it takes time to actually center ourselves. The blessing for me was that these practices, the practice of spiritual disciplines, were instilled before I became an entrepreneur mm. and even before I became a psychologist. Um, I got my theology degree and then my psychology degree so that all of my understanding comes out of my faith-seeking understanding of God. Mm -hmm. um, and as entrepreneurs, we usually have maybe 
three to seven things in our head at once. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that helps, and I often share with my clients in my practice and even with my young children, is that, you know, the mind, usually, you know, depression is your mind too far in the past. What about, I wish this hadn't happened, I wish that hadn't happened. Anxiety is the mind too far in the future. What if this, what if this, what if that? Mm. But one of the best ways to bring our minds and ourselves into the present is to focus on how we're experiencing life through our five senses. Mm. And so it's almost humanly impossible to do that um, and not feel centered. So these spiritual disciplines have a way of grounding us in the moment mm -hmm. where mm. we can then our mind can open up and we can be more creative and more authentic in our expression, even in the marketplace. Yes, yes, um, beautiful, and it's such a great reminder. And we're we're really called to also spend time and not worry about the future, not live in the past, because and the 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 enemy will often have try and make us have have guilt and shame around what happened and um, what you know. Oh, if only I didn't do this, and then in the future, you know, the anxiety. And God says. I am here with you right now. You shouldn't worry. And I know as entrepreneurs sometimes, you know, for me it was what's the balance between planning and then yeah. giving it, it over, you know, to to God. And I think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. For, for one of the things that I learned was there are practical steps, things that we need to do as business owners, and we do them, but there's some things that are just in the, the realm of, of his, um, uh, you know, where he really puts his super or supernatural, if you will. Share a little bit more about that. How do you discern what you need to do and what you allow God to do? How do we discern between those two things? Well, a part of it is to, I remember in seminary, one of our, well, actually it was in psychology, one of our professors talked about embracing our limits. Mm -hmm. And at this time, I was in a doctoral level program and limits, that is not how we got to where we were. Yeah. We got there by constantly going the extra mile, delaying gratification. But the invitation of the spirit is to be present. So one, it does require, okay, really having an honest assessment. Uh, the Bible says not to think more highly than ourselves than we ought, but it, mm. it presupposes that we think highly enough of ourselves. Mm. So what is mine to do? And what is that thing um, that only God can do? So mm. as entrepreneurs, we're usually creating something that is beyond us. Mm. Right, because it may be motivated by some external uh, desire, something we can't control, or intrinsic motivation where it's our passion, our joy, mm. or pro-social. We're really big on that one, where if I make this change, if I create this product or this service, it's going to also benefit this person. Mm. And the intra intrinsic and the pro-social is really what keeps you going when the willpower wax and wane, mm. uh, and it also reminds us that we're part of something bigger. Yes. So for me, it's a matter of embracing my limits, but also having a real, realistic assessment of what is mine within my reach to do. Mm. And even psychology over the years has learned to respect the fact that these spiritual disciplines contribute to health and wellness. Mm. Um, and that's not a single event. It's also connecting with other 
followers of Christ. Mm. Speak a little bit more about that, what you mean. It's not a single event, but also um, interacting with other followers of Christ too. Um, because, you know, a lot of people talk about collaboration and I think especially supporting one another who are also um, kingdom business owners, you know, and, and other fellow Christians as, as well. Speak a bit, bit more about that. Well, one one piece of it was the discernment process is not a single event. Mm. It may be private, but it's never personal. Just as sin is never, mm. it could be private, but it's never personal. Someone else is impacted by that. So if I am discerning God's will, just as the word of God was given to the people of God, it wasn't given to one person, mm. it was always to a people to rightly discern so I may have my quiet time with God and I come up with this inspiration. I'm like, this is what I really feel compelled to do, mm-hmm. what I feel called to do. And those who are within my immediate community, my accountability partners, my prayer partners, the ones who have discerned with me along the way, then they may, you know, they may challenge me. They may check me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may get angry with me, which is also a healthy human mm-hmm. um, command for us to be able to walk in unity and it allows me to discern with. Mm. And then the collaboration piece, especially for us, there's this model that's out there in the world that there's a scarcity model. Mm-hmm. But in the kingdom, we know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and that he never, he always has more than enough. Yes. And so for us, if we ground ourselves in those truths, then that truth supersedes any feeling we may have Mm -hmm. or any cultural ideas that the community or the world at large may give us. So we actually move and live and have our being from a kingdom perspective. So there are ideas in you that have never even been spoken. And Mm -hmm. I always consider it this way. When we have that quiet time with the Lord, he's downloading those things to Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. so that they can get us to the earth. But it comes from discipline and practice, and it's not easy. No, no, no. And um, it's just a great reminder, isn't it, that um, it of the importance of reading his words, of prayer uh, and meditation on a daily basis, because there are times when all of a sudden you have this thought and you think, where did that come from? As you say, it really is that uh, heavenly download, and it's like, Thank you. I would never have thought of that. And off you go again. Um, but only if you, you know, able to quieten yourself so that you can have that discernment because the enemy would have you running around and I've done this too in all sorts of directions. <laughs> all right, are you ready? And then God, could, you know, are you ready now to sit back and just let me, you know, take the reins and I will direct you in the way. But so important. You mentioned accountability. It is so important. Share more about this because this can be crucial as we're continuing to grow our businesses. Well, I know you asked me if that was kind of some some way about me. I was the opposite. I was the mm-hmm. person that would, would have been, uh, I've heard a sermon before, uh, death by distraction. Oh, we really can't be overcome. And if there's no distraction, we'll distract ourselves, right? Right, right. <laughs> Implode. Yeah. Uh, and so the accountability, uh, you're asking me about the accountability. Mm. Uh, the, uh, I grew up in a church where I was, well, first of all, I'm the oldest child, oldest of three, and I strained for a perspe- uh, per- perfection, mm. right? in hopes of somehow not adding to the life of stress 
you know, the stressful life of my single mother. And I also falsely believe that if I just did everything right, I could avoid the chaos and pain that I witnessed. Mm -hmm. So um, the truth is, and I just accepted this in the last nine years, is that we are not entitled to a pain-free life as followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. In fact, if we are to follow and not just believe, Mm -hmm. Uh, then we will go the way that he has gone. And he didn't stay there, Mm -hmm. uh, but but it was a way through suffering. And pain happens to everyone. Mm -hmm. But suffering comes when we really feel that a sense of entitlement and why me and what did I do wrong? Because if I'm to blame, then I'm to fix it, right? Mm -hmm. And there's some suffering that comes from sin and missing the mark. Uh, But since it happens to everyone, we can then have, the assurance that we're not experiencing that pain alone. So mm-hmm. too in business, I'm able to be vulnerable and accountable to others as I'm also accountable to God. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be that balance between David's encouraging himself, mm-hmm. right? And then the truth that one can put a thousand to flight and two, 10,000 to flight um, at the same time. Yes. And, uh, you know, I can think back to situations, challenges and obstacles and really painful ones, um, you know, on all levels. And once I've moved through that, in hindsight, we can see the character that has been shaped, you know, in us. And it stemmed from, and I've mentioned this on other podcasts, and I'll continue to mention it because I know that it's going to be an insight for someone. That was because I had my identity and success and significance not in him, but rather in external, you know, the success. So if this didn't happen or if I worked towards a goal and I'd failed, that, you know, would implode me. And it wasn't till I realized, you know what, nothing that I can do, even the success, uh, I've been gifted. The gifts and strengths that I have are not my own, but rather gifted for him. So that needs to honor him, you know, as business owners. And often we are reminded because of that, aren't we? Because if things flow too smoothly we may assume that it is because of our strength and God sometimes comes in and just reminds us that no it's not it's actually his yes right I I always say that you know God knows that because we have this level of independence and we are made in God's image where we Mm. can create we forget that God's image is a collaboration Mm. God's image is three in one Mm -hmm. and so community and interdependence and everyone kind of having uh bringing strength to the table is the essence of who god is Mm. so we know we are the church but not alone Mm. we can't be the church alone no we're a believer or follower i can be Mm -hmm. uh but but there are times when i don't have hope or i don't have um courage but someone can have hope and faith for me as I work through my love relationship with God and sometimes with God's people. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we don't have to white knuckle it through this this life oh absolutely and it's such a great reminder for me you know through the day you know we'll have opportunities and and times that we block out for prayer but even just talking and and staying in in communion you know with him and it might just be a hey or or whatever it is you know and I don't mean that respectfully but just like checking in I love you thank you that kind of thing and I I often and but we'll this is for another show but um, kind of think back to before the fall you know with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden when they were in daily communion with him i mean and that's what it's going to be like you know in in the second you know um kingdom when he when jesus returns that we will constantly have that connection and 
and really hear and, and, and hear him speak and so forth, then I can't wait for that day. But anyway, that's a whole other topic for another day. Let's talk about the benefits of retreat life. What do you mean by okay. that? So <laughs> I, we all like to vacation, right? <laughs> but a retreat is not a vacation. Usually mm -hmm. a vacation is um, what I call it, you know, filled with all these excursions. Mm -hmm. We might tour a facility or a museum or go horseback riding. But a retreat is really an incursion. Mm. It is a, a time where we actually journey within and we have that contemplative life that really sustains. One of the things that I was really attracted to in seminary, and I'd never heard of growing up in my uh, predominantly African-American church mm -hmm. in Cincinnati, Ohio, was uh, about these martyrs mm -hmm. and how could it be that they suffered physically mm -hmm. uh, for their faith in ways that were beyond human ability. Well, most of them had that contemplative, contemplative life. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that was refreshing for me was to learn how to steal away. Um, so I've been going on personal retreat, personal and or group retreat since uh, faithfully since about 1993. Um, so my first was as a guild girl, as a teen, uh, 13 years old in as, at my church in Cincinnati. Shout out to Bethel Baptist Church. Um, and as a talker, I admit the retreat life is not always easy. <laughs> it takes practice and courage to even enter into retreat uh, because you have to you know, courage is being afraid, but moving ahead anyway. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we're afraid of the noise that we have yeah. within our hearts and our minds. Sometimes we're afraid of the silence and what God might say to us, or um, even the healing and the things that we hold on to that God may want to take from us. So it's a acknowledgement that God is God and we are not. And there we do face that, you know, that silence. And so the group retreats are usually structured by the host. But the private individual retreats are an invitation to what I call uh, waste time with God, mm. right? To spend time with someone who desires to be with you and not have an agenda mm -hmm. or to put my own agenda aside. And so as a planner, as an entrepreneur, as someone who likes to try to organize things, that can be uh, a big challenge. But what the retreat life allows is kind of like a reboot there are times with our electronic devices they don't function the way that they were designed or at their best and we might turn it off and turn it back on it doesn't change the device but it does allow it to uh, function more according to its design mm. and so that's what the retreat life often affords um, us it's like a that reset yeah um, and, and to prepare us for the journey that lies ahead there may be some sorrows ahead mm -hmm. there may be some celebrations ahead mm -hmm. there may be some victories in our business there may be some lows in our business that mm -hmm. ebb and flow and the retreat life is kind of like a little pit stop and it allows you uh, to, to go forward. And I've never really been the same. No. And so now when you look at your year, do you plan that throughout the year and, and have dates that you do that? Or is it um, over an 18-month period? How does that look for you now? So there's a there's one women's retreat that I go to every year. Mm. Uh, it's in Myrtle Beach. And it's at the invitation of this uh, smaller, you know, this ministry, a lay ministry. Mm actually, and it's called Circle of Friends, and we go to Myrtle Beach every year, 
and that's in March. Mm. And then sometimes you can just tell, like I used to go on personal individual retreats every July in the summer, uh, but this year I actually went in November and I took my oldest daughter with me and it was her first time on retreat. She's always heard about my favorite retreat center. Mm. Uh, she's always heard about that journaling and all of those things. Uh, but this was her time to experience it. And we're actually going to host a mother-daughter retreat oh, at my favorite center. Mm-hmm. It is there, but there'll be three generations, my mom, myself, wow. and her. So Fantastic. You know, one of the things that as you're sharing that about the retreat, I am, believe it or not, an introvert. I'm extroverted introvert, love to speak. But uh, in the quiet moments, I need that quiet time and especially in nature. And my husband and I will often go drive. And if there's trees around or the beach or whatever, as long as there's no other humans around, not that I don't like humans, but, uh, you know, that interaction, I just need to have that quiet. And I think that's what you're talking about, Reese, that it refreshes the soul. And I'll often, you know, have prayers and, and I'm quite quiet. My husband and I will drive. We don't necessarily need to talk. And it's such a um you know an incredible opportunity and i need that i we can often feel we need to go camping it's camping time again that's our way of getting out and retreat and it's just going somewhere out in nature and i think what i've started to notice um is that we do notice things the beauty in creation that we would normally just ignore but just the beauty and is that that the kind of thing that you notice too you notice things that you wouldn't normally notice yes because you're you're stepping away first of all depending on you know the place there's a sacredness to it even Mm. if it's out in the big city Mm. on on the mountain you know i moved back to north carolina from la and there are mountains all around los angeles but we don't notice those because we look at all the concrete and all the Mm. hustle and bustle Mm. but even if you get above the city and you're around something that you didn't create Mm. and no human being created it is an invitation to just submit to that um to that that grandeur Mm. and solitude is one of the spiritual disciplines so even as an extrovert Mm. um, when i go for my monthly massage i have to make sure i put on the form i don't want the person to talk to me Mm. i talk and listen for a living and for me to really be restored Mm. i need silence um because and that's what the retreat affords you a time to really be still and know that god is god yeah it's interesting you're talking about (laughs) so true i had a i've got a close colleague and she's an extrovert and she loves to talk and um then we were talking about solitude and silence i said that is for me bliss she said oh that's Mm. that's terrible i just have to feel (laughs) like i talk i said i've got so many voices inside of my head i can keep myself busy for years you know we laughed but uh, it's true isn't it we nearly when we really need to look at how are we supporting ourselves and slot it into our time and we say we're reminded in the bible of how important it is and that allows us then to um, have more discernment as we're creating or as we're developing that and you know a lot of people say i don't really hear god well are we creating the space and time that will allow him to or us to actually hear and see because sometimes it's not necessarily a voice that we hear but rather in the interactions that are happening and the little cues and sometimes you might hear a similar theme or topic for me it's three times in a row and sometimes it can be within a day or two of each other said all right i understand i've got that one loud and clear (laughs) yeah 
Would you yeah. share with us, uh, Vanessa, how people can get in contact with you, how they can find out more about the work that you do? What's the best way for them to do that? So it, it's interesting. So I do have a website, mm -hmm. and my website um, is theabernathysid.org. So I don't want to have to spell it out, but theabernathysid.org. And that the Abernathy side is my handle on Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, and Twitter. And I'm also on LinkedIn under Vanessa R. Abernathy side. Mm -hmm. um, and I laugh because there are different pieces and ways that I interact on those platforms, uh, depending on the, the social media medium, mm -hmm. but also uh, the audience that tends to gravitate. Uh, in those places yeah. that's where my tribe hangs out so I where I go yeah absolutely and we'll of course put all those details for you Vanessa on our show notes mm -hmm. ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE 96 one of the things that I'm doing for all of my guests as we close the show is just to say a word of prayer may I do that for you as well Oh, thank you so much. Okay. I never said no to that. Oh, okay. No worries. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Vanessa and uh, hear her testimony and her insights. Lord, growing a kingdom business and life can be busy. It can be difficult and filled with lots of challenges, but we're reminded so beautifully today that the importance of taking time out quiet time, solitude, reading the word, prayer, so very important as we continue to discern and and uh, create, build the gift, um, strengthen the gift of discernment so that we can continue to hear what it is that uh, you are speaking to us, that you're sharing with us. Father, we just want to continue to ask for your continued blessing and favor on the work that Vanessa is doing for the retreat that she is planning for a mother and daughter. Father, we just want to um, ask that you continue to uphold her as she's organizing this and uh, bless the, the women and the mothers and the daughters that will attend that retreat. Father, we ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been uh, it's been just such a blessing and a reminder that it is so important for us to take time out. Uh, as an introvert, uh, I'm all for that. <laughs> I've got no problems in that. <laughs> but thanks once again. It's uh, been great to connect with you today. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.